There are seven original hand-copied manuscripts of this Latin hymn that have been found, and they all have Wade's signature. Well, a hundred years later, things cooled down for Roman Catholics in England, and an Anglican minister in England by the name of Reverend Frederick Oakley, who is the preacher at Margaret Street Chapel in London, came across a Despeci Daily by John Francis Wade and translated it into English for his church to be able to sing at Christmas. The first line originally was this, ye faithful approach ye. Well, didn't catch on. And I mean, if you thought you were gonna come tonight and sing ye faithful approach ye, would you have wanted to come? I think not. Anyway, a few years later, Oakley retranslated the first line to his O Come, All Ye Faithful, and that caught on, and we've been singing it ever since. Two Englishmen, a hundred years apart, both loving songs of faith, writing in two different nations, combining their gifts to give us this wonderful anthem of Christmas. O Come. Seven times we sing that invitation in the first verse of this great hymn. Oh, come. The invitation is to the faithful, to the believers, the worshipers, those who try to honor the Lord Jesus Christ with their lives above all else. Psalm 30 says, sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones. And this carol is like an anthem for the faithful of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, one of the great parts of Olympic medal ceremony is, is, is when they play the national anthem of these old English women. Um, even though that medal has been hung around the neck, when the music plays, the emotion often begins with this hymn. Um, when I hear the anthem of the United States played, an athlete who has won the gold medal, and that flag goes up, sometimes I get a little charged, I get a little emotional. That's my anthem. I'm a citizen of this nation. I recognize that song, that athlete represents me, and there's a sense of joy and triumph. Now, I might be equally joyous for a gold medal winner from Portugal, but when the anthem of Portugal is played, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not a citizen of Portugal. I wouldn't know the Portugal national anthem if you played it for me right now. But, I'll bet a citizen of Portugal, when they see their athlete win the gold medal and they hear their anthem being played, I'll bet you it is equally joyful and triumphant for them. You know, in fact, some of the best anthems that we have begin with O. Think about it. O, great hymn you see. How about the national anthem of Canada? Eh? O Canada, glorious and free. O come, all ye faithful. O come, all ye faithful. It is an anthem of the birth of our Lord. The faithful are invited to sing in a spirit of joy and triumph. What took place, what has taken place in Bethlehem is something to sing about and to celebrate when we come and behold him, look at him, see him, the king of angels, and we're invited not just to behold him, And adore him not just as Christ the good person, not just as Christ the historical figure, not just Christ the cool dude, but Christ the Lord. 
the same trials as we have, the same exaltations. We are, we enter the story of Luke chapter 2. We tell that choir of angels, that heavenly host that appeared to the shepherds to sing. And what did they sing? Glory to God in the highest heaven. You know, that Hebrew Old Testament word for glory referred to the heaviness or the weight of an object. It could also refer to a prominent person or someone who had a great deal of material wealth or prestige. In the Old Testament, God could not be seen. Moses was told he could not see God's face, but that God's glory would pass by him so that he could get a sense of God's weight, of the heaviness of who God is. In the Hebrew scriptures, glory describes the things of God. Those angels proclaim glory because God is shown. The gospel writers speak of seeing God's glory in Jesus because in him we could see what God is. From us to God to the Father. The glory of God, the highest. So in the first verse we sing to the faithful. In the second verse we sing to the angels. In the third verse we sing directly to the Lord himself. Yea, Lord, we greet thee. Born this happy welcome Christ into our world. Hopefully we welcome him into our lives as well. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. We sing those words from John chapter 1, verse 14, that the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory. Jesus Christ is the word of the Father who God sent to speak the words of God, to show us the mind of God. As, as words speak thoughts, so Christ That's the great mystery of Christmas. The celebration of the incarnation. God has come in the flesh, not just as a spirit, not just as a glorified human being, but God has come as a human being in human flesh. And there was a time, and it still is for some, when people were fascinated with the transcendence of God. They could only think of how different God was and how distant and far off he was, and they were afraid of attributing human thoughts, actions, human feelings to God. In fact, in some old, old copies of Jewish scriptures, the term word is substituted for God because they thought God was just too holy and transcendent to name, and so word expressed how the people thought about God's power and his wisdom and his mind. But now John writes, the word is maker of all things is no longer outside of his creation, holding it together but not able to touch anything. Now he has come inside of creation, and his hands can reach things, and he has a local access in time and in space, and he can touch things. Which brings us to the fourth verse of O Come All You Faithful, which is actually the second verse, but it's often left out. God of God, light of light, lo, he abhors not the virgin's womb. Very God, begotten, not created, O come, let us adore him. I'm sad to say this rich verse is left out of many hymnals. As a matter of fact, you can't find it in the hymnal that we have in this church today. I'm not certain why it gets left out. Uh, I asked my research, sermon research staff to find out for me. 
questions. I don't have a sermon research staff. They didn't have much to say about it. But <laughs> I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing that maybe people left this out because maybe it's too theological. You think? It's not particularly poetic. It's a little bulky. I admit. But man, it sings very, very well. The words actually come from one of the great creeds of the Christian church written in the year 325 called the Nicene Creed. It's called that because it was written in the city of Nicaea, which is now modern-day Turkey. And in the Nicene Creed, Christians confess that we believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, very God from very God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father. And all three wings of the Christian church, Protestant, Catholic, and Orthodox, claim that creed because with it we affirm Christ's very nature as God, even as he is distinct from the Spirit and the Father. And that word begotten is just an English translation of an old Greek word which means one of a kind, absolutely unique. Jesus was not created but existed from eternity. Jesus is uniquely God's son, sharing his divine nature by birth. We share the divine nature as sons and daughters by adoption, but for him it is the true way. And when we sing this verse, we sing our convictions about the nature of God. It's very theological, but as someone said, the ultimate goal of theology isn't life, it's worship. And worship is what the hymn will come as a basis of this verse. So come, let us adore him. Every verse ends with that refrain. Not, oh, come, let us admire him. Not, come, let us consider him. Not, come, let us think about him or Google him. Come, let us adore him. Music expresses itself in around us that we just can't do it in any other way. Um, we sing Christmas because there are some things that just really can't be spoken alone. And one of those things is God's coming into this world in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. And we don't sing this great hymn, this carol, just to feel good this time of year. We sing it as an anthem, as a declaration, and to encourage one another as we walk the road as disciples of Anyone can sing, oh, come all you faithful. But the faithful can sing from the same note, joyfully and triumphantly, as we adore Christ, who is the Lord. Let's stand and sing this word.